Oh my god, you guys are never gonna believe this. I just got back from Avengers and you're never gonna believe what I- Ah! Okay, I won't. Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm going to be talking about Tall Tales, Shores of Gold for Sea of Thieves, and Not About Avengers. All that on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the weekly stream and the videos that we got. Uh, we got a lot of information. It was all crammed into one hour. I'm going to try and do better. I'm going to try and get you as much of that information as possible under an hour. So to kind of talk about the overall theme of the stream, they wanted to dive deep into what's going to happen with Tall Tales, what it entails, uh, what, what we're going to be expecting coming into it, and just kind of overall like what you can look forward to uh for the the campaign this is going to be sea of thieves kind of first campaign and while there are going to be commendations in the story uh there there's going to be nine different tales so the tall tales are split up into nine different stories each story is going to have a different character and they're going to be kind of the keepers of these books. And when you go to actually vote on those voyages, you're going to have to actually, uh, well, all the exposition, you don't really have to hang out and listen to them. You might want to for the first time to get an idea of what's going to be going on. So the first actual story is going to start you off with the mysterious stranger in the tavern. And he's going to set you on the, the path to find the shroud breaker. I don't know much more than that um everything else that we've seen has been clips and they haven't really given us a whole lot of information on what to expect with the the other eight different tales we do know that each one is going to be roughly about an hour to three hours depending on how many emergent threats or other pirates you have to deal with as you kind of go along uh and when they talked about this, they talked about this being something that will persist in the world forever. This isn't something that is timed uh, as far as they've, they've, they've announced. So anything that you get in this, this Tall Tales campaign is something that will be available over and over and over again. Obviously, the rewards you'll get once and then you'll, you'll have those. Uh, there won't be another way to actually get those uh, outside of just doing them the first time. But this is something that will persist and you can play over and over again. So you can actually bring in new people and give them a really kind of in-depth experience that gives them an idea of all the different things that will probably be happening to them in Sea of Thieves uh, during the actual adventure mode. Uh, they've talked about wanting to go back and polish and vary up the puzzles with these tales or future tales uh, in, in after the, the launch of it as well too. From what it sounds like, it sounds like everything right now is actually really ready to go. Uh, as far as I know, they've they've been testing this for a long time it's been in insiders this is something that has been going on since the hungering deep when they started to actually prototype tall tales and doing in a story in an open world adventure uh, one of the the biggest things that i think a lot of people 
forget about with when it comes to hearing, you know, when you hear like a game is getting new content, you generally think, great, DLC. I love DLC. Give me more story. And then you buy the DLC and then you play through it and you hope to get your money's worth for it. But usually it just depends on your experience or what you actually like out of that. And depending on how well it was executed, if it was rushed, had a good story or if it was amazing. I know some of the other games out there like Witcher have had really good uh, DLC packs and stuff like that. So this is kind of a different because this is, again, <laughs> rare as committed to doing content for Sea of Thieves that is free. And being a first party uh, studio for Microsoft has afforded them the opportunity to really give people the opportunity to play as much as they want uh, of this campaign without having to pay anything outside of the actual cost of the game or game pass depending on how you play it. And I just wanna take a, take a quick moment to thank Rare personally for committing to giving us this this content um that being said things like microtransactions are coming with pets in the future when they feel like they're something that they want to be able to that they're proud enough to say like this is good enough to ask for money uh if people are wondering what happened to pets they are pushed out until they actually get done properly according to rare uh that being said Let's dive into what we understand uh, with the, the nine different tales. Um, the, the best order they said to do these in was going to be from start to finish. So you start off with the, the mysterious stranger in the tavern, and that's kind of a first introduction. You know, when you, when you start the game, you're going to start in the tavern. It'll be right there next to the, to the mysterious uh, stranger. Um, the book and and you can vote on it and start your journey there and then I imagine so that's the thing is they haven't really said what the order is but I imagine it'll probably be explained once you complete the first one or at least you'll see like what they are uh, uh, in the the commendations page and you can kind of work your way through those um, this is it's kind of cool because they've said that parts of this are something that can still be interfered with by other players so there there's obviously there's going to be areas that you're sailing around to different islands people are going to be on islands doing other stuff if they're not working on tall tales and that's something where they've kind of said like hey you know we we understand people uh, we want this to be an emergent world we don't want it to be closed off and protected so you don't have any threats outside of the stuff that is presented through a pve lens and that's really great because you have to be concerned you have to be worried all the time that's something that has always been in the game and i don't think they ever want that to leave the game and the commitment to making sure that some parts are protected while other parts aren't is really cool and what i mean by parts being protected are things to do with the puzzle vaults um we don't know how many there are and we don't know how often you'll be doing these but they have said that they they understood <clears throat> just when they started that they wanted to make sure that the puzzle vaults are something where if you are working on a tall tales voyage and you get a voyage to go to an island and you get there and come to find out that the puzzle vault that is there has already been done just recently by another crew that you're not missing out on that story. So what they've done is they've kind of done this procedurally generated, depending on who's done what where on your server, they've ensured that you will always be going to a vault 
that hasn't been opened or or finished uh which is great because you know when you're actually playing the game you don't want to you know have your time wasted by there being an overabundance of people doing the same stuff you're doing and i imagine once this goes live a lot of people are going to be doing this uh it, it actually i uh I imagine, yeah, I'm going to say that, yeah, there's a good chance that a lot of people are probably going to be working on Tall Tales until their normal crew gets going, at which point if they're into PvP, then there's a better chance of them jumping into Arena and leaving Adventure Mode, at which point Adventure Mode will be just kind of the, the normal PvE slash PvP focused people, the people that want to get the story first before they start grinding out uh, arena matches. I imagine there's going to be a lot of people that want to do arena matches, but we're not talking about arena. We're talking about uh, the the actual shores of gold. I I wanted to take a moment to kind of explain to folks that haven't dug into the lore as much as others and give you an idea of what you can expect based on the book and what they've told us what the shores of gold is and this is going to be kind of spoilery so hopefully uh if you're listening to this you've already watched the trailers so you've already got a good understanding of what we're going to be getting into if you haven't uh i would highly recommend that you pause the podcast go to the show notes i'm going to go ahead and put a link in there to the video for the trailer so that you can actually watch that so you have a good visual i want you to have a really good visual in your mind when you're when you're listening to talking about this because with the with the actual lore it's it's absolutely beautiful so hopefully you're back and you got a chance to watch it and you're as mesmerized as i am about this as i kind of dive into the shores of gold uh and i'm excited because this is just the first of tall tales i'm imagining while we do have nine different books that we're going to be working on in the tall tales for the shores of gold i'm anticipating that this is going to be how they introduce story in going into the future of Sea of Thieves, that we'll be getting more tall tales, but the tall tales will just change to different things. And I actually joked about this on Twitter the other day because Joe had posted a picture of a whiteboard that had a bunch of different squares kind of uh, squigglied on a, on a whiteboard from a meeting that they just had with uh, Mike Chapman. And I went through and I just grabbed a whole bunch of random stuff that I think will be coming to the game in the future and posted them into the little boxes uh so i imagine like in the future we'll probably have like shores of gold will be the first tall tales that we experience the second one will probably be something like mermaid influenced and then we'll probably get like a, a return from wanda and then we'll probably actually get like flame heart and then going into the future we'll probably have different stuff uh based on on whatever lore comes in after afterwards or what they've kind of worked on that they haven't really touched on yet and this is exciting because with the Shores of Gold, this was something that was introduced to us in the book back in October. If you didn't get a chance to read that book, it, this talks about, this is actually talked about heavily towards the end of the book. So this is going to be kind of spoilery as well, too. But it's at the point now where we're so close that you're going to find out about this anyway. And I want you to have an understanding of why this is so important to Sea of Thieves because this is going to be the first update that really includes all of the big points that they brought in so they did comics they did stories in the in, in outside of the game 
and they're finally bringing those characters and that that story into the world for us to actually experience and i don't know if we're going to be experiencing it the same way that the characters in the book did or if it's going to be something that is unique to us and if it's going to be even unique to us based on what crew we sail with and what what you know procedurally generated version we get uh, I imagine the end game is going to be the same as always, but with the Shores of Gold, we're going to be going to this new island, something that is in in the roar, and we're, we've already seen in the video that we're going to be collecting the Shroud Breaker. This Shroud Breaker is hinted at from the Devil's Roar campaign, the Forsaken Shores campaign, and it was one of those situations where we it, the ship was named the Shroud Breaker, but the figurehead on the on the ship itself was the Shroud Breaker itself, and it does exactly what it says it does. It breaks through the Devil Shroud. So I imagine we'll be venturing into a new area. And that new island is going to be called Tribute Peak. This is from the Athena's Fortune book. And we're going to be basically uh, uh, venturing here to go and confront the Gold Hoarder. The, the figure that has been on a lot of the art for Sea of Thieves that has never been in the game. He's finally in the game. And if you've read through the book, then you already know that this is Rathbone. One of the crewmates for the pirate lord whose ghost resides in the pirate legend tavern who you get all the Athena's fortune quests for. And in the book, it actually talks about how Tribute Peak is the home of the Athena's fortune. The 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 goddess that her her gold is there, or if that was just the name of the fortune that they that they left there. This is actually a fortune that was gathered up by the cursed skeletons that were under Rathbone's command. They ventured out, gathered all this treasure, and brought it back to him. And he's been guarding it since. This is kind of like his, his, uh, uh, or Smaug, if you if you'll take like the Lord of the Rings reference. You know, Smaug was a dragon. What I think the red dragon, and the and uh, the mountain that was protecting his treasure. And uh, it was up to, to I'm not going to get into Lord of the Rings. That's ridiculous. I don't know why. I, oh, I almost jumped into it there. I'm stopping myself. So with the with the, the Tribute Peak, we're going to be sent there eventually. I imagine we'll probably have to complete all nine different tales to complete whatever it is we have to do to be able to uh, see the, uh, to, to get to Tribute Peak. And I imagine when we get there, we'll probably have to fight Rathbone for something it's going to be interesting to see like what the point of this is this is something that i've been asking myself for a while is why we're going here why we're going to this island what the purpose is uh, a lot of the trailer showed off different different things that are going to be going on with these tall tales and we're going to be having to go through and complete a lot of the the different stuff that's in there which is awesome but it makes me wonder what this all has to do with the gold hoarder. What is he doing that is causing us to go fight him? And there's also other questions that I had as well too. With the the island and fighting out Rathbone, uh, a lot of this is is the end game for what we're going to be working on as far as the the different tall tales. One of the cool things that they did talk about with this actual uh, campaign is that at the end of it, at the end of all of the different tales, when you finally finish the end game, there's going to be a special reward that you get, and this is actually a new type of cosmetic. And if it's anything like the the devil's roar, and if oh, I guess a better way to explain this is, 
if this is anything like uh, Hungering Deep and the Forsaken Shores, they introduced uh, tattoos and scars. Those were new cosmetic types. Uh, we eventually got makeup with the uh, shrouded spoils. So I imagine that whatever this new cosmetic type is, it's going to fall somewhere in like in that kind of realm. Like it'll be something that is not cosmetic or not clothing but probably something else um I'm, I'm not sure what but at this point we'll probably it, it's not far from when we'll actually find out and i'll probably be talking about that after uh after next week when we get it and i can actually go through and play it um let's see god there's so much to go over so i'm trying to skip through and just look at my notes so um Tribute Peak is uh, something that in the book was mentioned as being located in the heart of the wilds, which is interesting because as the wilds as we know it is uh, already defined. So I'm kind of curious to find out if the shroud is actually hiding a lot more. We know that the shroud kind of ebbs and flows over time depending on where it wants to be and it could reveal more of the wilds, which why? Because we don't need more. I'm fine with the wilds that we have uh, and, and we'll, we'll have to assume that other um, parts of the Sea of Thieves are actually larger and that over time those will be revealed uh, depending on how the game plays out. Um, there's huge statues. Uh, there's a secret entrance on this island that we'll probably have to find a way to get up there to, to be able to get into whatever area the gold hoarders in. This was kind of cool. In the trailer, um, there's skeleton lords and the skeleton lords hold control over skeleton captains uh, in the trailer it showed that a skeleton captains were following the skeleton lords and one of them even it looked like it was on a fort uh, so it could be keel hall fort for all i know and it looked like he actually summoned a skeleton out of the ground kind of ripped him with his you know his power and threw him up onto the ground to for us to fight so whoever this whoever these skeleton lords are it looks like we're going to be having to fight them and skeleton captains and regular skeletons uh so get ready for more skeleton fights uh blunderbuss is at the ready i guess we don't know who these skeleton lords are but if i had to take a guess i would imagine that at least one of them uh, revolves around the Morning Star. Uh, the Morning Star was a shipwreck that appeared in the game a while back. That is uh, up in the shores of Plenty, and the we don't know where. I'm I'm trying to remember right now. Sorry, I've got a lot of lore in my head right now that I'm trying to keep straight. I'm pretty sure it was Eli Slate who was the captain of the Morning Star. Um, if I'm wrong, forgive me. It's it's really late, so I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But I'm assuming that we'll probably be fighting him uh, and that we'll have to stop him for something because he was one of the, the few ships in the original Sea of Thieves that was uh, partnered up with Ramses for a time uh, from what I remember in the book. Gosh, it's all blending together now. But uh, I imagine that's who we'll fight. I don't know who the other one was that had the locket, but I imagine that we'll probably have to fight them. We we did find out that one of the stories is going to be like a love story. It's going to revolve around two dead pirates whose souls are in some sort of limbo state, uh, like a purgatory. And it revolves around this necklace that was broken in half of these two lovers. 
and will have to fight one of these skeleton lords for the part of the male part of the locket or not the locket of the pendant and hopefully that will reunite the two pieces and the two pirate souls that are trapped will be reunited and they can go off to wherever they want to go after that um i'm looking forward to that because that's that's it's a narrative you know we've been wanting narratives in this game when we got stuff like uh the the wanda uh warsmith stuff that was great and this feels like it's just even more of that uh they talked about uncovering more information about the order of souls and also so the gold hoarders well the gold hoarders fairly sure revolves around uh rathbone as the gold hoarder and we're probably going after him at tribute peak i don't know for sure what's going to be going on with the actual order of souls though because that's that's something where they've always just been kind of interested in the in the secrets that the skeleton captains and skeleton lords have and i don't know what we could be bringing them that would give them as much incentive for us to try and get to try and actually kill these skeleton lords to give them that information so i'm looking forward to, to that as well too the ferryman has a role in the sea of thieves now uh outside of just being someone who mans the ferry at uh at, in the sea of the, the dead um we now know that we that he has a, a body still that his body is actually in the sea of thieves and it's buried somewhere and we have to go actually find it which to me is crazy because that that god man they when they talked about and a lot of the reviews talked about how this felt like goonies and indiana jones it's the ferryman story that uh, in the trailer reminds me so much of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when they went below the actual library, which used to be a church, to find one of the Knights of the Templar to get his shield. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. You've probably seen this movie. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what this feels like. It feels like you're actually going out and you're having to uncover the story about the ferryman and who he is and, and what happened to him. You know, why does he have this, this wound in his gut and why is he the captain of the ferry of the damned? It's, it's, I'm looking forward to that, especially. And if anything, I hope that the cosmetic reward that we get for his story is that lantern. Cause I, I love the idea of having the ferryman's lantern. We already have the ferryman set for cosmetics and weapons, which are great. But I'm kind of hoping that we get the, the the lantern that he has as well, too. Uh, speaking of cosmetics, there's going to be a boatload of... Uh, sorry, that's a bad way to phrase that. There's going to be an enormous amount of cosmetics. Uh, there's been a lot of cosmetics that have been data mined over time, and we haven't seen any of those. And this feels like a good time to bring all those in, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Um constellations are going to be a thing uh i i don't know how this fits into the tall tales but i imagine it'll probably revolve around its own tall tale and you'll actually have to uh find a chest that has bones on it like the bone crusher stuff and inside there's going to be part of a uh, pendant that has constellations on it and that will somehow tie into the tall tales voyage that you're on and you'll have to navigate to an area to actually uh, find the next part of the pendant, maybe, to figure out what other constellation you have to go by. One of the other things that we saw in the trailer was a map that had uh, shapes cut out in it, which when you held it up, uh, the map then in question was actually the Smuggler's Bay map. And there was the shape of the, the archways with the bridge cut out. And then there's a small portion off to the bottom left that indicated on the beach where 
you would probably need to dig to find whatever it is that you have to find, which harkens back to Goonies when they had the map and they're looking at the map and they held it up or no, it was the, it was the, um, the, the doubloon, the doubloon had pieces missing and the pieces, uh, the pieces missing depicted stones, uh, out in the ocean to let you know, like where you had to go to, to get to the next part of the movie. And, uh, God, this, it's so cool to see just so many different elements from movies that I loved growing up getting put into the game in a very natural setting, a very natural way of actually seeing how this should be played out when you're actually uh, when you're actually going through these different stories. And as you go through these different stories, just like in Goonies, you're gonna have to deal with booby traps. I mean booby traps. That's what I said, booby traps. Quash. So, booby traps are now a thing. Uh, they're in a lot of the different islands as we know it. And it's interesting because these are things that had been changed to islands that already exist and are now going to be persistent in the world, regardless of whether or not you're doing a tall tale or not. These are just going to be something in the game. They've talked about how there are different types and some of them are going to be like things that swing down and hit you. There are going to be other things that swing across and try to cut you up. And there's going to be like floor traps, wall spikes, very Indiana Jones feeling. Like if you imagine Temple of the Doom with the, the bug room and then the room with spikes and then Last Crusade when they're, they're going through the trials to try and get to the, the Knight of the Templar where the Holy Grail resided. All those really kind of look like they're they're pulling from those kind of sources to to give you that feel of a sense of adventure. You know, I, I've talked about in the past about wanting to play in a world where it feels like you're going through a dungeon experience. You know, you're going through that Goonies experience or Last Crusade where you're you're having to be put up against these challenges and these challenges are are unique in in different ways and that you have to overcome them and think around them and stuff. And I think that they've really kind of pushed it so far past what we normally anticipate with this game this game before before when this game first came out it was literally go find animals kill skeleton captains dig up chests read riddles and deal with uh, kraken once in a while and skeleton forts that was it we are getting cinematic quality experiences with the game now and i couldn't be more excited the more i talk about it the more it just excites me so much um we're finally going to be unlocking stuff dealing with ancient ruins uh one of the trailers showed us in a very specific area there was actually a uh, an ancient ruin ancient statue in one of the unmarked island caves i think and they actually showed the character putting a ruby eye into the actual stat, uh, statue and whatever that unlocked or, or opened up it's it's hard to know but it's it's interesting to find out like what is that going to do to progress us to the end game which is eventually finding the tribute peak and it's so crazy to me that all of these are going to be linked up i don't know how they're going to link these all together but i love the fact that each tale has an, an emotion uh, as kind of like a signature to this uh, it's, it's going to be great to see you know like love anger uh, greed things like that wrapped up in these tales that you can repeat with different people and still get rewarded every time you do them i think that about covers 
everything that I'm aware of with Tall Tales. Now, obviously, there's a lot that's going to be coming out when we actually get into the, the, the world and we actually get a chance to see what's going on with this. But for right now, I think that covers a majority of the stuff that we learned this last week. With all of that being said, I think that there's one thing that I want to take away from with this uh, update that I think is going to make a huge difference in the game post Tall Tales. Once everyone's kind of gotten that all out of their system, they're, they're kind of going back to the normal grind and doing stuff on a regular basis. These collector's chests that they're talking about, these collector chests uh, are, are something that you can find in the game. You can also get them by doing the Tall Tales, which still gives you gold even if you've completed it for the commendations but they are able to hold three items you can find them on the beaches uh, you can get them through tall tales and i think that this is going to make a big difference for solo players i think this is going to make uh, a lot of people who go out solo happier knowing that they can gather up different items and then put them all in a chest or at least three of them in a chest and then take it back to their ship without having to do multiple trips, which is something that can really impact your playtime, your how long your sessions go. You know, if you're if you only have a certain amount of time and you don't feel like you want to do arena, if you happen to find one of these uh, collector's chests and you go out and start searching the world and you find little trinkets on islands, how many times have you been out on an island, something on the beach, and you want to take it with you, but you're already holding something, and as you're going back to the to the ship, well you know supplant what you're holding with a collector's chest and you don't have it full already then you've just saved yourself an entire trip back to the ship just for that one island you can grab it and not feel like you don't don't you know you don't feel like you're actually missing out on that that bit of gold which is nice uh, especially if you're still trying to grind out reputation for the three different trade companies this is also a bargaining chip too i think this is kind of fun and i can already see people uh you know filling it with stuff like having uh, a have you ever you know like video game or not video games um what i'm thinking of like the the game shows on tv you know the old game shows where like they always had uh door number one door number two and door number three kind of things and i think that having the collector's chest could really lend itself to something kind of silly like that you know say you are a galleon and you have uh three different collector's chests each one containing three different types of items, each item varying in uh, cost or, or value, you know, ashen skulls versus bronze trinkets, things like that. And you give players a chance, you know, if you say, hey, you know, you can play, you can play my game. You can, you can jump in here and see, you know, if you want to jump in and take your chance at this, uh, we've, we've got three different chests with three different items and depending on which one you choose you get to keep that chest but whatever's in it is what you get and you you offer this option for players to to start to make choices based on what they know of you what they think is in it you know how how much the value is and you can say like hey you know this one one of these ranges somewhere in the neighborhood of 5000 gold another one ranges in the neighborhood of 1000 gold and then they can you know give them an opportunity to say like okay well if you answer these questions right or if you complete this kind of a challenge then you get your choice of chest and whatever's in the chest you get to keep and I think that's I think it's kind of cool because it gives a, a, a people uh, a chance to feel like you know they could really luck out they could really get a chance to get something really awesome but it also depends on what they choose as well too 
And I think that's going to be a kind of a, a cool kind of an emergent experience between players that want to uh, have interactions out on the ocean that doesn't result in sinking each other's ships. Uh, that's always fun, but there's also other ways to play the game as well, too. And I think this is going to lend itself to people that like to play that way as well. Uh, say, especially if you are, um, you know, if you're completing skeleton forts and you don't necessarily need all of the loot and you come across an alliance ship and you're like hey you know you get a choice of of one of these three anything that's in it could be cool could be not you gotta you know pick and see which one you get and then hopefully people are really excited to get what they get uh other people can be like ah oh, that sucks you know we didn't we didn't get the thing that we wanted or we had no clue because it was all hidden in chests so i would love to see if you can actually bury these uh so that you can actually you know say like hey i made up a uh, this still kind of goes back to what i want where you actually have a chest now you can fill it you can put whatever you want in it and you can bury it and as soon as you bury it it creates a uh, an, an x marks the spot map and you can choose to take that map and have it something to where so right now in the game you can hold a map and you can hold the map up to you and you can flip it around to someone else I would love for them to change that action so that instead of showing other people that map, that you could actually hand the map to them. Because the whole point of the of, of showing the person the map is to give them a chance to see what the map is. And if your crewmate has, you know, if you're on a crew and multiple people have the same map, then you could you could afford to give one away to someone. And that that functionality right there, I think that holds a lot of value. I think that value is in doing Athenas with other people and working on the same Athena. Um, for people that don't like to do cargo, but other people do like to do cargo, but you're working on an Athenas, but you want to get it done. Say you had the the, the a tangible map in your hands and the secondary function for that map wasn't to turn it around and show it to other people but it was actually to give it to that other person and if they took that map it would show up in their map wheel and they could then complete it and get the full reputation and rewards for it can you imagine working on a full athena so you're athena 10 you don't need the gold you've turned in everything else you get the athena map and you're like i'm gonna do a giveaway on stream whoever uh whoever wins the giveaway i get to give them this map they get to go dig it up and find it themselves instead of having to dig up the chest yourself you give them the option to go dig it up themselves and then you're passing on that map going back to the collector's map i think it would be an amazing idea to have this tangible map that is something that you can you can create an x marks the spot with a collector's chest that you've buried that only you on that server knows where that is you create the map and then if you find another pirate you can actually give it to them you can leave it on a table in a tavern or you can put it as a message in a bottle and you can drop the message in a bottle into the ocean and it will take that map and spawn it randomly on an island near a ship so that a ship can find it go dig up that collector's chest and then find out that that chest was actually a collector's chest because how many times have you found messages in a bottle it's only one chest and you think oh well it's not going to be a big deal because it's a probably a low level quest it's only going to have a couple you know seafarers or marauders not even a castaway for me for my commendations but if you saw that and you knew it was just one map on a on a thing then that would afford people the opportunity to say like hey you know what i'm going to make a really good collector's chest i'm going to go bury it at the top of of old faithful isle and whoever has the gall and and the guts to go dig this up is going to be super rewarded for getting it i don't know that's that's kind of where i think 
the the benefit of having a collector's chest could go is the expansion of that tool the 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 building on it um i know this is kind of going in a weird way that i'm not really talking about the shores of gold anymore but for the most part, guys, I'm going to be talking about the Shores of Gold for a while. We're going to be talking about Arena for a while. So I just wanted to kind of throw out this idea that I had about what the Collector's Chest could mean to Sea of Thieves for the rest of the, the lifespan of the game. Like what they could do with it. We've already seen what's going to be happening with things like Cursed Cannonballs. We've already seen things that are going to be happening happening with like, the, well, we haven't seen much. But, you know, with the Harpoons, that's going to change how you, how you actually stay on the ship and how you actually contribute to the rest of the crew while they're digging up stuff and bringing it to you so that you can actually capture it or or barrels of plenty things like that and i i really hope that people take advantage of these collector's chests and i hope rare sees the 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 ability to actually like build in this functionality of creating your own map and then giving that to other people so i don't know i i think it'd be really cool Moving on real quick to just something that I did want to talk about before I close out this uh, pot, this episode. Um, I, I did a poll on Twitter and it yielded some really interesting results and I didn't think that was going to be as close as it was. And I wanted to kind of bring this up to you guys to see, like, what do you, what do you think about this? So uh, the poll on Twitter had four different options and each one pertained to the different uh, merchants. And I wanted to find out what do people think is worse? So there were four different choices and uh, the choices were choice A was dealing with four gold skeleton captains with no gunpowder barrels on top of Plunder Valley. Choice number two was dealing with eight mark X marks a spot uh, treasure chests on Old Faithful. And choice three was keeping five golden pigs alive for a merchant's voyage. And D was delivering 12 rum cargo boxes in the Devil's Roar. And a lot of people voted very closely on choice A with the four gold skellies on top of Plunder Valley with no powder kegs. This is a mixed group of skeletons, by the way, it's swords and pistols uh, or sword, swords and guns. And the eight X marks the spots on Old Faithful. Surprisingly, um, out of 624 votes, the the X marks the spots won uh, with 33%. Uh, the, the gold skellies were second with 30%. The delivering cargo rum in the Devil's Roar was at 24%. And only 13% of people thought that it was hard to keep five golden pigs alive for merchants. So I was really surprised by this. Apparently, people really hate old faithful isle and uh i i think that's so interesting so i want to hear from you i want to know what do you think is worse do you would you rather do you think it's worse to have to deal with eight x marks the spots on old faithful do you think it's worse for four gold skellies do you think it's worse to deal with five golden pigs to keep alive or 12 rum bottles in the roar I, I want to hear from you. Let me know. You can always reach out to me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always write me an email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always reach out to me on Xbox. My handle is uh, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N, all one word, Captain Logan. Um, you can always reach out to me through Apple Podcasts as well, too. And in fact, I got a review uh, this last week. <laughs> 
So I did get a review this week. I did want to reach out to Heater711. Thank you for your five-star review. They wrote in, for anyone who is addicted to this game like I am, this is a great source to find out what is coming for the game. Me and my buddies enjoy playing this game even though it has resulted in very late nights and struggling to get through work the next day. Thanks for putting this podcast together, keeping us lazy people who don't want to read informed. Heater, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, And yeah, if you guys want to do the same, I always welcome it. And yeah, like I said, I I wanted to keep this under an hour. I feel like there's a lot that's going to be revealed to us once we actually get into the Shores of Gold, once we actually get a chance to play through it. And I'll see if I can actually take really good notes as I play through them so that I can give you guys step-by-step information about what to expect as you're actually playing through them if you haven't gotten a chance already. Until then, we're on the precipice of the the release for the update, and I know there's going to be a lot of people streaming it on Tuesday. Hopefully, everything goes well, and we can jump right into it. And keep an eye out. If you guys have any questions, concerns, let me know what you think about the update as well, too. This is a huge 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 update we're getting the arena we're getting two new factions we're getting multiple types of tools in the game to be able to use for it there's a whole new campaign that's been unleashed for the story and dealing with our first boss or or first kind of major character in the sea of thieves it's exciting and there's no reason why anyone should have any reason to say that there's nothing to do in sea of thieves anymore this has squashed any remnants of people saying that there's no content in this game even though we still joke about it and wonder where the shrouded ghost is this is without a doubt going to be probably one of the the biggest epochs in the game's history uh uh, until whatever they come up with in the future and (laughs) we sit back and think man this was nothing quick shout out to uh the the community a few of you have sent me stuff recently and i've enjoyed them i just wanted to thank uh el jefe esteban for his decals that his wife made i was able to get a couple sea of thieves decals that i was able to put on my switch and i'm saving the other two for uh, the the dock and a couple other things but thank you so much for those also there's a community member that has recently sent me out uh, a couple uh, a poster picture or like I guess prints I guess prints would be the best way to explain it but they're really awesome I'm doing some YouTube videos on those as I unbox them they're going to be show links in the show notes this week and next week as I finish those up and yeah guys thank you so much I, I really appreciate it there's there's nothing there's no better feeling than knowing that what I'm doing is making a difference in other people's lives. That's such a great feeling for me, and it means a lot to know that you appreciate it. So thank you again very much. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. It's short. There's not going to be any stories this week as I want to have a good one for when we come into next week after Tall Tales and I get a chance to talk to you about my experience with it. Until then, I I can't wait to hear what your stories are of it. So as soon as Tall Tales comes out, as soon as Arena comes out, I expect you to be writing into me with some really awesome stories about what your experience with this update is. I want to know, and I want to be able to share it with everyone else too. So write in, send me an email, tweet at me, send me an Xbox message, all the different ways that you can get a hold of me. And of course, if you have time, I always appreciate the, uh, the reviews on Apple Podcasts, but it helps. It brings awareness. Other people find it. They're able to listen to it and listen to your stories, listen to my stories, and keep up to date with Sea of Thieves. Until then, pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Thieves.